Hey everyone, and welcome to 121 in Flux. I am Peter, that is Connor. We talk about movies on this show. And this episode exists because we set a Patreon goal. A Patreon goal that if we hit a certain amount, we would review a film by Uwe Boll. And we put a vote a up. Patreon goal, a Patreon goal which I now regret. There's a second one, by the way, for the same same reward. Uh, but the Patreon goal, uh, they, they got to vote between four films that are patrons at patreon.com slash TV. You're damn right I'm going to shell it out, this one, because I at least want more money for it. You know, usually I give you shit for being a shill. <laughs> no, this time, go ahead. We deserve every penny for this awful mess. So we watched Blood Rain. Uh, and just for context, I don't believe either of us had ever actually seen an Uwe Boll film before. Obviously, we knew the reputation, because we're not blind, or, you know, normally I'll say we'll start spoiler-free, and we'll, we'll go into spoilers halfway through. Sacrifice that here. Full spoilers the whole time, because you don't care. You shouldn't care. You, you, there's nothing to spoil. If, if you do care, what the hell's wrong with you? So... Uh, Joe, it's funny. I th- I assumed you'd seen at least one Uber Ball movie before because I know you watched some shite here or there. Some- somehow I've avoided it. Somehow. Okay, fair enough. Somehow, uh, Connor was drinking heavily through it. <laughs> Still am. And here we are. Um, so I knew Christiana Loken was um, the lead in here, right? That wasn't a surprise. And the sad truth is, is that she was in Terminator Three. She was in a couple of things, and then. Yeah, she's probably right at the calibre that Uva Bowl can probably get because she's not really doing anything else with her career at this point. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and admittedly, everyone that I know in this movie was in a pretty rough spot in their career at this time period. Not, none of them were having exactly, you know, big, massive successes at the time. Was was, was Ben Kingsley that bad for, at, that, at that time? I think Ben Kingsley it goes through patches where he doesn't really do a whole lot of big stuff, and then he'll go through patches where he does a lot of it. But then, because this is the thing, Ben Kingsley, I know for a fact, was in multiple Uva Bowl movies. No, no, that's fair. But even even if he goes through patches, he's still respected, no matter what, right? Like yeah. people just respect. Ah, it's Ben Kingsley. I, I, I yo, I respect him. I don't after this. <laughs> no, not after this. I mean. He gave the most half-hearted performance I've ever seen. Half-hearted has been generous, frankly. Yes. Even my cat is shocked by it. Aren't you, Firefly? Yes. Yes, I am. See, normally this is the point where I give the cat shit. (laughs) But I can't, because the movie was worse than the cats. So, Firefly, leave me alone. So, so we have Michael Madsen. Who admittedly also, you know, not in a great place in his career at this point, and you know, occasionally, yeah, he'll be called in for the next Tarantino movie because Tarantino likes him. But like, you know, not necessarily <laughs> for having, some reason. Yeah, he does a lot of directed video stuff and whatnot. We got Michelle Rodriguez in there. We got Udo Kier, who's, who's usually all right, to be fair, Michelle Rodriguez. I mean, she's fine for what she does. She's not like a great actress. But yeah, yeah, she's... but better than this. I mean, if you put her in the tough girl role, she, she, she'll be serviceable there. Uh, although, you put her in this where she's meant to have an English accent and we start getting some weird results. Uh, and then we have Billy Zane, who's in two scenes. To be fair, Billy Zane does fuck all, so why not? <laughs> but, I, I mean... Uh, uh, and then, fr- from there, I mean... I, I, here's the thing, right? So I've seen all of these people be in good movies, well, most of them. 
Kristana Loki, Terminator 3 is not actually that good. But, um, it's, but, it's, it's better than this. And Michelle Rodriguez, admittedly, if I really think about it, I mean, she's not really... I mean, she's... I mean, I, I like Avatar, I suppose. But she's like a fairly minor character in Avatar, though. Yeah, but she's she's never a bad part of any movie she's in. Yeah, I, I don't see Fast and the Furious point and think, oh, that's terrible because of Michelle Rodriguez. It's terrible because the script's She, she just bad. happens to be there, yeah. right? She, she's not in a lot of good movies, but yeah. Um, and Billy Zane was in Titanic with James Cameron, so, I mean, that's two James Cameron alumni we've got. Uh, yeah, Michael Madsen yeah, comes from the uh, the Tarantino alumni. <laughs> Yeah, and as as much as you know, m- many of our viewers will know, I'm not a big fan of Tarantino. I, I never fault his actor choices or his direction of acting. I, I feel like one thing you can say about Tarantino is that his characters always ooze charisma because they, do, they just, the dialogue flows effortlessly out of them, and they they, they deliver it with such a plum. Where, whereas here, every single actor in this movie, no matter their experience, has this death stare where they just read the lines like a robot. I, I will say Ben Kingsley is the worst for the stare. He is. He's terrible in this. He's absolute garbage. He's straight up garbage. I I didn't know it was possible to get this bad a performance out of him. And then, so you've got, like, so the plot, what there is of it. <laughs> so, so Christina Loken plays Rain, uh, the titular blood rain and titular is a particularly apt word in this case because the film's obsessed with her cleavage. So, you know, um, she's got this necklace she gets early on this this you know cross and it neatly just points to her cleavage so that the camera can constantly have close up of her tits. That that is the you know that's the movie. I, I would like to point out oh. you correctly specified there that it was a cross, but every character in this movie refers to it as a crucifix. But and it's, it's not. not. It's a cross. Yeah. It's a cross because a crucifix needs the the Jesus on it. Oh, does it? Yeah. It's, otherwise it's just a cross oh I didn't know that there you go I've learned something yeah. um, fancy that but hey so she is a special vampire she's kind of like Blade she's like a half breed she she uh, Ben Kingsley who's the villain vampire um, what's his name down here uh, Kagan he he raped her mother which led to her being born so she's like half vampire she feeds on blood but she doesn't kill humans she's a good vampire and she's a circus freak right now where they cut her and then feed her goat's blood and then they show the audience their healing it's not a great show to be honest but they do it for some reason yeah something that I've never heard of in any vampire lore before this although I won't give the movie too much shit because I assume this comes from the game that it's based on is that water hurts them like not holy water just any water yeah um, and that may be from the game it may not be I've never played that Blood Rain game uh, not me either but I mean I, ass- I assume they took that from the game because it feels like a game lore right it feels like an excuse where they couldn't make a character swim at the time so oh water kills her then why do we have a, a scene of scene in this where she has a fight underwater and she's fine no no to be fair they say once she absorbs the eye, that takes away the uh, the problem from water. The uh, eye heals the water thing. Once okay. she absorbs that, it's like, ah, oh, water's fine now. That's why you were fine in that water trap. All right. Oh, we'll get to that trap room later, don't you worry. Uh, oh, yeah. So she's a vampire. She wants to confront her father, who's this evil vampire overlord. 
Um, everyone talks as if vampires are a hidden secret, you know, like they would be in most movies or TV shows now, but every single character that she runs into, or that any character talks to, knows about the existence of vampires. There's like no one, there's not a single civilian who's like, vampires? What? Not one. Not a single one. Is Joe, Joe, just, just a side note. <laughs> I've just looked over at what I'm listening to on Spotify because I'm like, oh, I like this music. It's on, you know, it's on shuffle, and it, it's come up with some Witcher music. I'm like, yeah, Geralt would have dealt with this shite a lot easier. <laughs> oh, please let that Witcher TV show be good, please, 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 please. Uh, please. So she's about, and she she steals this eye. The the the, the lead vampire, the bad guy, he wants the three different body parts of this like ancient vampire that'll give him like super powers or some shit I don't know it was hard to pay attention to a lot of this crap um, and she goes to this monastery and she goes into this room where and inside the box at the other side there's like the, the eye the eye of this this yeah. vampire and she wants to steal it and hang on a second before we go any further we have to talk about the effects of this room what do you think I was about to say what do you think I, I was about know. to talk I'm, about? I'm pissed. What do you want me to say? Do you think I was going to say, oh, she just strolls across the room and gets it? No, 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 no. There's a lot of bad effects in this movie, but the worst, the worst might be in this trap room. She, she like, you know, takes a step or she throws something in first, whatever she does first. It's, and, it's a sword. A, a sword with the handles. And all of a sudden, out, out of the floor comes all these big, like, you know, uh, rotating blades. Yeah. Big buzzsaw sort of type blades. And they're moving around the room really quickly, and it is. And it's it is the sort of trap you'll see in a video game very often. Yeah. To be fair. Although it's a lot more complicated than what a video game would probably have, because the way it was like zigzagging around was like nuts. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what I don't get about this? Uh huh. You know, before we go into anything else, is she, you know what you say? Oh, she throws something into the room to check. It's a sword, and she throws it just to you know like two feet in front of her, whatever it is, and. It, she doesn't throw it onto one of the zigzagging lines where the saws are. She just throws it into the room and the saws start. And and then the sto- the, the the sword stops moving because you know it's you know it's lost momentum because physics. Mm-hmm. So she throws one into the ceiling, and that one activates the the blades for some reason. Motion sensors. It's not it's not about hitting the floor. Yeah, but. Once that stops moving, shouldn't the blades all stop moving? It doesn't. It doesn't, you know, vibrate and swing for that long. It doesn't continue forever though, because it stops until she wants to make her trip across, and then she does some matrix moves through the blades. But the point where we're getting at, which you know we've not got to yet, is that these blades look like they're out a PS One game, not a PS Two game, not even a PS Three game, which was the console that just came out by the time this movie was out. No, no, no. These look like absolute garbage they were eyesores in fact speaking of eyesores every time there was an action scene in this movie I got a headache it is filmed with like just this awful motion and it cuts like it's nauseating and this is the main thing here is that I'm really learning not only can Uva Bowl not direct actors not only does he have a really bad script not only does he he pick shots that, are, that make it feel like the cheapest TV show imaginable not only all I that. I like the way you're saying. Not only like they're excusable. They're not excusable. But yeah, but not only all these things. It just it looks like a a cheap play. Like almost all the time, it has this really bad, you know, fake costumes, fake sets. It the actors feel that like they're they're playing dress up, 
Um, and and then you 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 have like that kind of weird, um, almost like when I say TV show, I mean obviously a lot of TV shows look really good now. I'm I'm not thinking like a proper TV show. I'm thinking like a cheap sci-fi TV show like before they started. No, post- what, no, what you're thinking is self a hell level TV show. Well, well, I guess, but the difference with that is that's at present. I'm thinking more specifically things set in time periods like this. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm thinking, right. um, you know, if you go back and watch an episode of Xena, Xena looks better than this. Oh yeah, definitely. It just does. Um, th- this is nauseating the way it looks. Uh, shots aren't lined up properly. The editing is weird. There's several moments in this where it becomes re- it becomes awkward what the the uh, the actors doing because it lingers on their close up too long and it just starts because to feel they're just staring into nothing. Yeah, it just feels weird. And then it cuts to the wide shot. Like, well, if you just cut to that ten seconds ago, this might not have felt so stupid. But <laughs> no. there's there's no because every every time I've heard Uva Bull talk, he also he he thinks his films are important. And all I can think is, but. You don't even do any directing. You you don't have any shots to like. You don't you don't have any like you know. Oh, like I'll I'll paste this scene out with a nice move here or this or that. It's just basic coverage the entire time. There's no, it's not filmmaking at, at best. At best, yes. Sometimes that's not even on the on the cards. And it's it looks so cheap and tacky. It looks so so cheap and tacky. And but what this is the thing. He had his old tax loophole, and that's how he could make movies for so long, right? And then that dried up, which is why he's kind of stopped. Because no one was hiring him to make movies. That wasn't. Is, is that why he does the boxing stuff now? Yes. I mean, I know he was a boxer, but he did the the boxing challenge, right? Well, that was before he stopped making the movies. Was it? I thought it was after the last one. No, 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 yeah. no. That was after just one where he challenged a critic to to a boxing match, which was you know a bit cheap because he's a trained boxer, so he knows he's going to win. <laughs> he knows he's going to beat any schlub who's just going to come in the ring with him. Uh, yeah. What would be better though is maybe like a like you know uh, guns at high noon or something like that, something where he, he wouldn't have an advantage, and then we get a professional cowboy in. And and we might get the fact that he gets shot instead of just punched a couple of times. <laughs> and that we're advocating violence against the bull. That's not what we're no, suggesting. No, of course not. Why, why why would we advocate gun violence? So he, I I, I like. This is incompetent in every single level. This is someone who has no idea how to shoot a scene, how to direct actors, how to pace a scene, how to block a scene, how how to how to frame the camera, how to which is you would at least think he'd hire a cameraman, and the cameraman who who having maybe shot other things would at least fix things himself a little bit. Would know he just oh just I'll fix this a little bit. Even uh, you know I I've worked on student films. That are better than this in terms of the, the camera work. I've directed student films that's got better camera work than this. Not to toot my own horn, but yes, I'm going you to know make. What? No, I've I've worked on one of your student you films have. that was definitively better than this, and you know I give you shit all the time. Let's be honest. I'm not I'm not going to say it was a great movie just because it was, but it was better than this. But it was a great movie. Uh, it was all right. To be fair, it was better than half of the other student shit I've, I've worked on. But like, I, I I should be like, I have never worked professionally as a director. I should not be able to confidently say I am better than someone at this. But I am. If you gave me this cast, if you gave me the budget he had, admittedly, I would spend the money in different places. Because mm-hmm. I, I think that's the frustrating thing. I think a good director with the same budget, even with the exact same cast. 
would probably turn out a much much better film no, no it's it's true because anyone who's listened to our stuff before will know i love to give you shit right <laughs> yes but i i am forced to agree with the fact that with the same budget you would do a better job and that hurts me on the inside a little bit but i know I that is true and i'm not even i mean like something like working with actors properly is not something I have a ton of experience in I have almost none of it but I am convinced I do a better job than this I'm convinced you do a better job than this and that's that's saying something this is maddening it's maddening I, I like every, every actor has like a you know, you know how Christopher Walken does that pause in his sentences every actor has that in this movie and it's like they were requested to to take their time on every line. Yes, yes. You want dramatic pauses every few lines. That's that's that was the that was the direction he yeah. probably gave them. That, and that, that was it. was yeah. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez, do this this English accent. Yeah, I know you didn't do it in the first like five scenes you were in the movie, but let's just start doing it now. It'll be fine because her so, accent literally fair, gets more English as it goes. What it does. I was gonna say she tried in the first couple of scenes and it was really bad. Then it went and away. Then it just. It went away, and then suddenly it was like, I mean, it's it's better. It's still not a good English accent, but it's better than it was. We cannot let this happen. We have to stop the vampires. <laughs> it's it, it's funny in uh in the the uh, trailer talk that we did recently. Yes. You talked about Natalie Dormer playing up her English accent. Yeah, she was doing it too much. She she was hate turning it up to eleven. That's what Michelle Rodriguez was trying to do in this. It's like that's what they asked. It's like yeah. just do an English accent. So, to the, the biggest degree you can. I, th- I think in the future when I say turn it up to 11, I'm going to say turn it up to Millie Bobby Brown instead. You're going to forget that the next time you try and say turn it up to 11. Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I can interchangeably go between Spoiler and Stephanie Brown, so I'll, we'll see if this, this lands with 11. Um, <laughs> so... Oh my god! Um, yeah, some really bad effects. The, the first time it cut to Ben Kingsley's like castle, uh, and the camera yeah. sort of like went up it and then it, like zoomed into like a through a gargoyle. gargoyle. Yeah, um, and it was yeah. all CG. It was awful CG. It, it, it was that I, horrible. I, no, to be fair though, the worst CG shot was in that uh, the water trap with the saws. Was when it it did a CG effect onto a sword in the ceiling. Yeah. That I don't know why that was so atrocious compared to going through this. This going through this building was bad. Don't get me wrong, but going up to that sword was even worse. Yeah. Um, so so she ends up like hanging out with like the the catcher, and they're like, "Oh wait, you, you may be a, bit, be a good person." And they capture her for a little bit, and she convinces Michael Madsen because Michael Madsen, Michelle Rodriguez, and generic white dude, um, Sebastian, they are uh, who, who was in who was in Vampire Diaries. Yes. Quite a lot. Yes, which was after this, but um, they they like capture her and they work for this like order of brimstone or whatever the hell they're called, and they have she, she, she convinces I did a good uh, she convinces yeah. them to let her out and uh, train and like Michael Madsen's kind of nice to her I guess but the other two like seem to really hate her especially the guy until the very random out of nowhere softcore sex scene that just happens for no reason like she's she's in a cell like you know there are like there's a proper prison cell with you know metal bars and everything and she's having a nightmare she's having a nightmare about uh the the villain like uh like killing her mum. that's what she's having a nightmare about and then she she just lets herself out of the cell 
Well, she's not locked. I don't think she's meant to be locked in yet. This is just a room now. Right, okay. Because there was a scene earlier on where the door was just open, like hanging open. No, you're right, you're right. So, this is just a room. They just didn't move her at the cell. <laughs> she's free to go <laughs> around. She's just. That's her room. It's pretty inconsiderate of them, though, right? And she just gets out, and, you know, generic white dude's there, and she just throws him up against the against the bars, kisses him, and I'm like, why is this happening? And then she crouches down, and I'm like, she's going to have a blowjob? And she doesn't, she's just, she just sort of prepping him, and then she jumps up and rips open her top. And, I mean, there was a scene earlier on where there was, like, this, like, pimpy vampire who has, like, tons of naked women, and I was joking during the scene that I, I bet they all deeply regret doing this. And then I'm like, I didn't expect Christina Logan to get topless during this movie. Like, she she must hate herself for this. Like, this this must she 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 did nudity for Uva yeah. Bowl. Like, that that yeah, cannot. It, it was it, it was an awkward scene anyway because when when she went down for the blowjob, or you know as we thought, yeah, she went down and then came straight back up. It didn't look like she actually did anything. No, there wasn't enough time. No, no, but it's implying that she's unbuckled him and you know got him out yeah yeah i did it very briefly and then the and scene then... itself lasts like another three minutes of her raiding him and making lots of moaning noises and and he's you know licking on her nipples oh yeah that's the thing it's like you know like most sex scenes there's certain things you'll always see in movies and there's certain things you don't see just because oh uh, you know let's not have the actors do that because it's weird you know we, we, yeah. we accept this level of like you know intimacy and that's it no no there's a shot in this a close-up of him licking her nipple and i'm like Oh, she definitely regrets this. She definitely yeah, regrets yeah. this. Yeah, she does. Uh, hell, I regret watching <laughs> this is it. Awful. I, I, I feel, I feel awkward because, uh, because the whole this is like my, this is like my ninth or tenth pint. I've lost track. Yeah, the, the Plus whole a couple of your whiskeys. And the it's whole so thing bad. is shameless and sleazy. It's constantly a close up of her cleavage. Even when we get a flashback of her mother hiding her before the va- you know evil vampire comes to try and collect his daughter, because she's, she's she's the villain's daughter. As we said, yeah. And even in the scene where it's her mother, like trying to like fight off against against the villain, even she's got this gigantic cleavage. To what at which point I said, "Is cleavage hereditary?" Maybe it is. Right. Yeah, in. I, I question. <laughs> I genuinely question. It's like, is is your boob size hereditary? I don't know. I mean, do you have the same size of boobs as your dad? Don't know. <laughs> it's a fair question. I, I I haven't seen him in long enough to know. <laughs> Um, I don't know but this is the stupid things the movie's making me think and at one point she swaps her necklace and I thought oh but how are they going to have all the cleavage shots now and they just do it anyway they don't care <laughs> they, they, they just do it anyway <laughs> yeah they just, just go for it just then yeah uh, it's, it, that's the point where yeah we were going oh that necklace is really conveniently placed right yeah because it literally and, sits on her cleavage so they, they can constantly just have it on the, the cleavage yeah yeah and I mean I guess that's the point of a lot of necklaces in general is to draw attention to that area to you know but after that where the necklace is nowhere near that low it's like well i mean yeah just do it anyway why not yeah it's know. it's stylistic at that point right <laughs> that's the style of the movie um but no seriously the sex scene goes on for like three minutes and what really made it feel like a softcore porn scene is just the constant sound of the smacking and her moaning throughout the whole thing. It was like, this is just a softcore porn scene. If I wasn't looking at the screen right now and I was just hearing this, I would assume someone's watching porn. And I know you can say that for a lot of sex scenes, but like I really genuinely feel like, no, this just sounds like porn. It, it was sleazier than most sex scenes. Yes, it felt sleazier. And then, it's not until after this scene where they kind of smell at each other a few times, and it's like, oh, now they're kind of flirting, alright, 
weird. They have a kind of weird flirty moment during the the sparring when they're doing some sword training. Again, after the section. And yeah, and, and like this scene, out of context, is fine. But in context of after the sex scene, it's weird. Like if that was before the sex, I'm like, okay, sure, this is the this is the flirting, right? It's it's the aggressive flirting. And here, it's fine. Here's the thing I don't get, or well, I get it, but like the the thing that bugs me here is none of the characters actually really get their motivations or who their characters are set up really. Like he hates her and he's like really suspicious of her, but outside of just a generic, well, he's a vampire hunter. There's no reason for it. He's just he just he's constantly just like questioning her and like not trusting her and it yeah, yeah. it feels like we've missed something. Here's another big problem I have with the movie is there's a few times, especially towards the start, just just one, <laughs> just just one big problem. <laughs> another big problem. Near the start, there's a few scenes where it, it's like Michael Madsen's asking for information on this mystical like half breed and you know this this and the, the the bartender at this little tavern starts telling him about her and it cuts to her in the circus and the and the you know the freak show and then we see that she befriends you know, she's friends with this other person in the show who gives her the necklace and is try who's nice to her even though she's in a cage and then it cuts back to Michael Madsen he's like okay thanks for the info and he, he hands him like a little sack of gold it's like okay right okay so he's, he's they're going to go after her. And then it cuts back to Christina Loken, uh, Blood Rain, in the cage. In the cage. And I'm yeah. like, this is just continuing on where we left off. But that was a that was like a flashback before when he was telling the story. It's yeah. like it's like so clunky and doesn't like like uh. And it, even it, after it doesn't this, doesn't even line up chronologically, does it? And then after this, we see she's escaped and she's running around like the, the forest and stuff. And then it cuts. To, it's, it's like it goes to this weird like uh blurry effect, and we see her. And here's the thing: she passes out. And then she wakes up in a cage, and there's a guy who comes into the cage. I thought this was just like next, like she'd fallen asleep in the forest, and this guy had found her and put her in a, a cage. It turns out no, this was a cage she was in before, and now we're flashing back to how she escaped. So this yeah. is how this is how broken the filmmaking is in this. It's unclear when there's a flashback, at least in the first chunk of the movie. Later on, it's always like this blurry effect, so you just kind of go with it. But yeah, it's it's funny because I actually said at one point. These flashback transitions are worse than Arrow. You know, they're as bad as that. Which, if if you've watched any of our Arrow reviews, you'll know how I feel about those. Yes. But it's worse, because at least in Arrow, I know it's a flashback. But every no. time, I know I'm watching a flashback. As bad as they are, I know it's a flashback. Absolutely. This no. time, I, I didn't until the end. Yeah, you didn't until it got to the point where this had to be set before. And you're like, oh, wait, this is her escaping. Um, yeah. And it, later on in the movie, like um, Michelle Rodriguez, like she's the daughter of Billy Zane, even though the the, the age difference is like not even that much. <laughs> but, yeah, but I mean, to be fair, Billy Zane is a vampire. I don't think he's meant to have been a vampire for that. It's meant to be a surprise that he's a vampire when we first see him, because because the end of the scene you, you, you... is a close up of his neck being like, dun dun dun, he's a vampire. Yeah, you you say surprise. I'm not sure it counts as surprise when it's that blatant. But she she actually turns on them thinking, oh no, their, their plan isn't going to work. There's a fly on my pop shield. There you go. <laughs> uh, the plans are going to work, so she betrays them, and then you know Christina Loken goes after her, and they actually she's she's going in the water to the next like thing, the the heart I think it is in the water in the box, and Rain jumps in after it, and we get this really just awkward fight in the water where like I zoned out, I wasn't even paying attention after like the first couple of shots. And not until it ends where 
Michelle Rodriguez jumps out of the water and Christina Loken just jumps up behind her and then and just very suddenly quickly snaps her neck and then bites her and like Michelle Rodriguez is just gone she's been such a big part of the, the, the movie up until this point and she's just gone within a second unceremoniously yeah um, and then she lies to the others about her death because like, they know she betrayed them I think but she's like no 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 she'd die with honour if she did die that is um, and then Michael Madsen and Jarek White dude they storm the castle they come in and they get caught almost immediately there's a, there's a few like 30 seconds maybe of like a really again a nauseating fight scene and then they're captured fighting the, 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 the lowest rung of vampires yeah. right and Christina Loken's already been captured after she killed uh, Michelle Rodriguez so now they're all in a prison cell in the castle and yeah. that leads me to the weird point of at the end of the movie getting into the big final fight is Christina Loken's taken to the, 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 the main the one room that Ben Kingsley's been in Ben Kingsley only appears in no, two no 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 yeah I was going to say yeah. the one room is unfair yeah no Ben Kingsley only appears in two rooms in this film one in the flashbacks when he killed the mother and the other is this one room this throne room it's a big big room he's got like a little throne he's also got like a, a sort of like sort of presentation stage area but, altar, an altar. There you go, uh, and uh, that's that's all it is. He's always in this room. She's taken yeah. there, and by the way, that tells you that they had Ben Kingsley for two, maybe three days tops, and they shot I, all of his scenes think, in about two or three days. I think at the end of this movie, where he, you know, where yeah. he's doing all this stuff, I think this might be the second time that he stands up in this room. Yes, we we actually cheered when he stood up the first time because we thought he was going to be in that chair the entire. Because every time it cuts to him, he's just sitting in this chair, and. Can we point out that one time he cuts to this chair and he stood in it, sat in it? Sorry, he's not even wearing his wig. Well, you have to explain the wig that he's wearing first. He's got this ridiculous yeah, wig on. He, he is wearing a stupid, awful wig for like you know ninety percent of the movie, and it's awful, but it's mostly consistent. Yeah. Except this one scene where it's just it's just not there. And then so so they bring her out and because she like when she got the eye the earlier on in the movie it like bonded with her so now it's inside her she absorbed the eye yeah, she she absorbed it somehow so so they have to extract it so they get her on the altar and they're going to like you know cut it out of her I guess um, and so there's the thing this is uh, it meant to be a female led essentially superhero movie or at least you know a hero movie like a vampire hero this is a this is meant to be a Buffy-esque Blade-esque kind of thing yeah I, I know this is based on a game and I, I've never played it yeah I assume you know you're playing as this woman so you're yeah. pretty much the hero at all times I know I know the I mean I, sh- I showed you the, the the cover of the game there's there's a lot of cleavage even on the cover to, of the to, game yeah even so, the I mean, when I we, assume she doesn't get rescued because you know, when, when we are joking about the cleavage, at least it's true to its game because the game has cleavage. But don't go judging by the cover. In in the early nineties, yeah. So, so but here's the, here's the thing. So, so she's on the altar, like she's tied down, and the two male characters who have been equally awful. Let's be honest. They they have to come and rescue her, and then the big fight happens, and they they gradually eventually get her cut loose, and she sort of joins in the fight, and there's a lot of awful like really bad CG blood at one point there's an awful attempt at slow motion where it's more like like five still frames per second where she's just kind of like juttering across the screen as she dives and it is like because we both went what the hell was that what's going on and it just it was like how did how did he think that looked okay that's embarrassing I'm embarrassed watching this yeah it, it says a lot about this movie just to say this point that you know usually the only things we watch together and i get drunk for is is arrow right mm-hmm. and this 
we we just like now we're, we're watching this together and this this might be worse than any episode of Arrow. It may be. Oh no, it is. No, it definitely that says is. a lot. It, it is, is. It is, and it says a lot, right? It definitely is. Arrow, at least on a technical level, is uh, is put together properly. I think you know as much. I've had some problems with Arrow in the direction. I've had some Arrow uh, uh, problems with Arrow in the the effects department. I have never said with Arrow that why is that music all in the left instead of the right even yeah yeah why is why is that dubbing just atrocious yeah uh, well here's, here's the thing like arrow isn't necessarily always directed well in fact most of the time it isn't directed that well but there's just a baseline level that's expected for tv which it always adheres to it always hits that 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 minimum level right it, it always hits at least a three out of ten at its worst it's a three out of ten I don't know where you're pulling that number from. I, I, I just mean, oh, it, it always hits this, the minimum level where it's like, no, no, someone who's professionally paid to direct TV directed this episode. This this movie doesn't hit that level. This movie, like, there's awkward edits, there's awkward, uh, there's, you know, uh, framing, there's, like, it just looks bad. Like, oh, like, maybe a different lens for this close-up might have been an idea so I don't feel like Michael Madsen's, like, in my face. Like, you know, it's just... Yeah. so many little things like that and you get the feeling like there's not much thought goes into a lot of this it's just I, I thoroughly believe the, the first take that he gets where they, they finish the entire like you know shot or scene in one take without like you know breaking down and crying and you know wishing they were dead in the middle of the scene he just takes that that first full take and moves on yeah, no I agree because it shocks me that you know Ben Kingsley uh, he's a respected enough actor but maybe he was going through a rough patch but even even with the tax loopholes, I don't know how he afforded two days with him. One day with Billy Zane, he's only got two scenes, so he had, he had not even a whole, whole day. That was a half day. Uh, no, that's a half day. Yeah. He had a half day with Billy Zane. He had maybe three days with Ben Kingsley. Um, tops. Tops. Yeah, maybe just two, but probably three. Um, but that's the thing, you know, Uva Ball, like, and he's and he's prime, if to use that word incorrectly, he. Uh, he was pumping out like three or four movies a year, and you only do that if you're speeding through them. Like, yeah. So you know, I he is he he. Oh, this was something else. I um, and the movie ends like everyone's dead. Every character but her is dead, and she's finally killed uh, the bad guy. Um, which again, like he's got her pinned down, just kind of like he had his had her mother pinned down, and Derek White dude has to like try and shoot him with a crossbow to help from the side and then she like finally wins the movie ends with her getting up slowly walking over to the throne and sitting in it and then she just stares at the camera for about 30 seconds until it fades to black finally in the credits roll yeah it's a really long awkward pause while it just stares and I, I really can't emphasize enough how ugly this movie is it sounds bad it looks bad uh, acting's awful. The, the script is nonsensical. It's very generic, but at the same time, like it kind of like glosses over things it should explain. Spends too much time explaining other things. It, it it's just a mess. No, you're right. It says a lot that I expected very little of Uber Ball. Like you know, <laughs> having never seen one, I expected very little, and this still managed to be lower than I expected. I I thought it would at least have a reasonable sound recording and mix mm-hmm. and, you know I assume someone else did that and put you know the bare minimum effort into that but but no they didn't 
I actually like. I actually think the Bye Bye Man's a better film. I saw the Bye Correct Bye Man. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is. Correct me if I'm wrong. You rated that one out of ten. I did. We do point fives now, though. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we do. Yeah. So I mean, I can give it a point five out of ten. I could give it a zero. I, it may deserve a zero. I I don't think I've ever given a movie less than one out of ten. But this might be the one. <laughs> it may honestly be like, think of something, anything positive, anything that worked, anything that they didn't mess up in some capacity. Is there anything positive at all you can say about this? I'm it, thinking. I'm thinking. Some people got paid. Yep. That, that is the only positive thing I can say is that some people got a job out of it and earned some money. That's all I can say. Do you know what, just at the, the level of when I get to rating this in a, in a you know, probably in a minute because yeah. we clearly hated this shite. Um, <laughs> I I gave the room an NA. I couldn't rate it because it was so bad, but I got some enjoyment out of it. In a you know a sick and twisted way of oh it was that bad I kind of enjoyed it. No, the right? room is entertaining. It's entertaining, bad. This wasn't entertaining. I mean, we laughed once or twice, uh, but like it it wasn't it, not it, enough to justify its ninety plus minute runtime. Oh hell no, no, <laughs> not remotely. No, this was oh Jesus Christ. I I <laughs> I mean I'm try I'm trying to think of more specific scenes. I'm I'm not I'm not being funny, but to all our patrons who voted on this, I'm I'm very grateful that you're our patrons, and you know I, I love you all, but I do hate you right now for making me watch this. Yeah, but out of the four options, though, do you, do you really think I, any I, other three would have been better? Probably not, but no, that's true. I hate you personally, you Peter, for choosing this as an option for this Patreon goal. Going, yeah, we'll watch an Uber Bowl movie. They're going and, to love this. And I do, no, I do partially hate myself for going, yeah, why not? They're going to love this. This is going to go down a treat for our audience. They're going to love us in pain. That's that's typically how this works. I don't even. Yeah, they do love us in pain, don't they? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a cliched scene with a random um, uh, fortune teller who tells Blood Rain where to go at one point. That's that's the thing that happens. Oh, yeah, that, that was the thing. Um, oh, what was the cliched line that Michelle Rodriguez used at one point? Uh, it wasn't it wasn't the monsters one, was it? No, she said something that was like super, it was like the, one of the most cliched lines ever. Yeah. So that's how cliched it was. We can't remember it. But it, but she said it was such a straight face that it was like no, no Uva Bowl thinks this is something we we want to hear. No, this... no. Do you know what I will give uh, the 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 most positive thing I can say about this movie? Uh huh. When when Shell Rodriguez changed costumes, I could tell. I knew she'd change costumes. Oh, that's right. Rain is wearing this, you know, same outfit from the start of the movie till about you know halfway through, and then you know, Jerick White dude comes in with a sack and says, "Here's a change of clothes." And we thought, "Oh, she's going to change," um, and really, "Oh, will this have more cleavage or less cleavage?" Let's find out. And then the next scene, she walks in, and I went, "Oh, she's wearing the same outfit still. I guess she'll put that other outfit on in the last, you know, for the last act, the last big fight or whatever, yeah. right? That that'll be like the special gear." And then like one of them says, "Oh, how do you like your new clothes?" And I'm like, wait, what? 
She's this is the new clothes. What? What happened? And I, and thinking back, I'm like, okay, I think yes, the arm things weren't there before, but it's still a black and red outfit. It's still, it's it's the exact same as far as my memory's concerned. Yeah, I never noticed that it changing. It looked the same. Yeah, I, I, like, like I say, Rodriguez, she changed outfits, and we noticed. We went, oh, that's uh, a different outfit. I mean, there's still a lot of cleavage, but we noticed. Well, it was we a only know, we only noticed her outfit changed because the first outfit she was wearing was this ridiculous thing that was like a half corset, and then like a shirt underneath that that was like a that had the midriff exposed. A, a very thin shirt. Yes, so it was like a thin shirt and then like half a corset that was really high up, just just you know just under the breast line. And it was this most ridiculous. And then she had like a cape, <laughs> or like a something. She did have a cape. She changed it to it a, a bluish, uh, a blue denim uh, jacket. It, it was like it was a cloak. That's what it was. It wasn't a cape. It was a cloak. But same difference. She looked ridiculous. It was like oh, we wanted to look like medieval times, but sexy and has like revealing. And but she was she was going around doing these kicks and stuff, and it just it just looked impractical. It looked like she was having a hard time actually doing the moves because of this outfit. It yeah. was. <sighs> And again, this is the thing. It's not like there's never been a, like a movie, even a good movie, that's had like a had like an outfit that's impractical for fighting, right? But they shoot it oh, in a many way. Many a good movie yeah, has. But they they shoot it in a way that hides it. They they know the limitations and they hide it. Uvabol never does that. Every single fight scene in this movie, he just says go for it. There's a, there's a almost every time someone gets stabbed in this movie. You can tell they're not applying enough pressure, which, by the way, leads me to my other complaint, is every single blade, every single sword, looks really fake and round. No, you're right. There was a point where there was a sword where I I think it was the lead character, Rain, stabbing mm-hmm. someone. I'm not entirely sure now. Um, she was stabbing someone, and there was no pressure applied whatsoever. And I, I thought, I think I said out loud, like, yeah, well, uh, maybe that blade's ridiculously sharp. Don't get me wrong, but it still takes some pressure to stab someone, right? Yeah, and it was a spe- the one I noticed at first was when Udo Kerr went down. The, the bad guy stabbed him, and he just kind of like walked forward into the blade, and it was just really it, it was so it looks like a knife going into soft butter. Yeah, and then the other thing with her blades, she's she's got these like fancy two blades that are like sort of almost like knight sticks with blades on either end that she uses on both hands. And at one point, randomly, when she's sparring, is that her blade just snaps for no reason. It just snaps. There's no reason for it whatsoever. Yeah, the the other blade just snaps it. Yeah. Like it, it, she comes to block it, and then the the sword just snaps. I, I don't really know why. And here's the thing: there's this the scene after that. Michael Madsen sits down and says, "Hey, we've got a guy that may be able to help you with that. You know, implying, oh, we'll get you some new, better versions made or fixed or whatever." So I was expecting a scene where she gets her new versions and she's like, yeah, this is badass. Not, not, not in those words, but that scene. That scene never happens. She just has her, her blades back by the end of the movie. She just got them in the final fight. There's no scene of like, hey, here's the fancy new version or whatever. Yeah, pretty much. Oh my god. This is... It just, it just, it's just to, again, to show how bad the editing is. There's a time... One of the times she stabs one of the bad guys. She stabs him someone in the stomach. And she puts her blade in, and she she swipes towards him, and the camera cuts, and then it cuts into a close up of the blade already inside it, but it's it stopped moving. It's like the the actual motion doesn't match it, so it just like it cuts to it already just kind of sticking inside him with the blood pouring out, and then she pulls it out, and all all that would have taken to fix would be a slight change in the edit, just just letting the first shot last longer, so you see the motion stop yeah. first, and it doesn't feel weird. 
or make sure you do the second shot with some motion coming in so it looks like it's just landed like either yeah. of these would have no, fixed you're it right. it's, it's, it's a really simple fix yeah. but it's just, it's, they just didn't do it it's basic scene shooting and editing very basic and it's just not there it's, it's terrible and I, the last point I want to make is I, I want to emphasise every time there was a battle and sometimes there was quite long battles with lots of different people fighting at the same time every single time it gave me a headache it was it was awful to watch it was nauseating and there's one there's it's one thing to say oh this this fight scene is not well shot it's not exciting it's another to say it's actively making me feel sick because it's it's all over the place let's rate it yeah. i'm done rate it <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go with an 0.5 i didn't think it was possible to go that low i mean I, I don't think it's possible to give any movie a zero because something ended up on camera so it's above a zero right you know there, there was film in the camera when they shot so it's not a zero but it's it's, it's not even a one the camera you know we, we talked about extensively how awful the, the direction of the camera sh- shots were there's not even a technical level on the sound acting is atrocious yeah no it's not a one it's a 0.5 Directing's horrible. Uh, music is generic. Script is terrible. It leaves things out. It's confusing as to what's a flashback and what's not. Um, the line deliveries are just actors staring at the camera. The female lead, the hero, needs to be saved by the two men at the end, which is just bullshit script writing. You don't do that it's to your insulting. hero. Yeah. yeah, it's insulting. Um, zero. No, it's not going to point five out of me. It's not doing it. Anyone, anyone can pick up a phone and film something. Anyone, anyone can get something on the screen. I'm not giving that credit. So that's a fair point. I, I, I'm thinking this must have been done before that was a thing, right? But it's not, is it? No, 2007. People, people. I mean, not as good as it would be now, but you, you, you could get a camera phone. Is, is it, is it 07? Are you, are you confident on that? I'm on IMDb right now. 2007. Oh, sorry, 2005. Okay, no, I was wrong. <laughs> I was saying that five is before an iPhone. Yeah, but you did get camera phones. That was a thing. Oh, you did. And besides, just because you, just because it, it, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't change the fact that it's as bad as that. You're right. Fuck it. It's a zero. It's a zero out of ten. I'm not. I'm not giving it any higher than that. I'm not even giving it a one or a point five. It is. It does not deserve it. It, it is garbage. It is straight up. Z grade garbage. Uh, I was going to say Z yeah, grade. Yeah, no, you're right. But Z grade sounds weird, so Z grade garbage. But, but Z grade is correct. Z grade. I'm, I'm, I'm you said you said it the wrong way. <laughs> I, I was just going with the last one that you said. You tried to correct me, really then you am. said no. You you agreed with me essentially. Yeah. No, I did. Hilarious. Um, I've had way too much. Apparently, sorry. you have. Um, so. So no, I feel sorry. I you know I, I feel I feel so happy that some of these actors went on to be able to go into it you know Fast and the Furious became big again and I don't like that franchise that much but at least it gave Michelle Rodriguez a job that she's not ashamed of um, I, I, I feel happy that we finished it <laughs> you know um, Ben Kingsley's been obviously been back in some proper stuff uh, Spielberg's yeah. been giving him some things here or there um, Michael Madsen gets a call from Tarantino once in a while so he's not completely you know he's, he's probably in what's the one he's doing next summer in 69 uh, yeah, once upon a time in Hollywood, he's probably in that. He's probably in that, right? I guess he gets the odd job here or there. Uh, like, this is this is. 
You're right. No, you're right. It is a zero out of ten. I I, I was what? being generous, giving it a point five at first. What? It's worse than the bye bye man. It's 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 on par. Actually, Joe was on par with me and Tim. Did a movie called It Watches, and it was this horrible thing where it was filmed on a really low quality camera, um, and it was awful. And I think I still give that like a one or a point five at least, because at least this was clearly like no money, and they just wanted to see if they could do it. Like they they just tried their best, even though they're terrible at this, and they, they wrote a horrible script. All the actors are terrible. It's boring. It's not paced properly. But I almost this had some level of budget. Yes, this had a budget. There's no excuse for a movie with a budget to be this bad. There should be other people. There should be assistant directors. There should be pe- other people there trying to at least make sure but there's a standard of fair, quality. To be fair, I occasionally, when we were watching it, said, "Ah, that shot's all right." With the the wide shots of the the B unit clearly doing some, you know, just establishing shots of people riding on horses. I, I, I didn't like. But the, then they overused that and ruined it. They overused it, but I also didn't like how it looked anyway because they put this horrible like filter on it, this color. Yeah, yeah, no, the film was, was awful, but at least the actual, just in terms of what the camera was seeing, it was a functioning shot. Yeah, because it was a beast unit. It wasn't it was a bullshit. Yeah, no, no, uh, exactly. It was a B unit. You're right. <sighs> That's blood rain. Thanks, patrons. Uh, you can inflict more punishment on us by going to patreon.com slash TV and supporting the show and the channel and everything we do. You get to vote on a movie once a month. Uh, if it gets to 250 now, you get another Uva Bowl vote. So, you know, that's the thing. Um, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm dreading that even more than I was this one. Because now you now you know what to fear. Now you've experienced it. And you... Yeah, I, I always knew it was going to be bad. But it's worse than I thought. <laughs> Oh my god. Thanks for watching guys, we'll see you next time.